This is the Inspiration Science Podcast, your guiding podcast on evolving your own science in life to holistically strive. We believe there is no general way of living and healing, but your universal way. You succeed the highest when you do you. On this podcast, we'll dive into deep conversations on mental health and aligning purpose to business for enlightening harmony in life. I'm your host, Ossin June. Welcome everyone to this Inspiration Science podcast and this episode with Leah Bachtler. She is a high performance business coach and she helps people to have a better time management so they can perform better and more efficient in business. She also helps coaches, entrepreneurs to get to their first 10k a month and scale beyond that so they can do what they truly feel passionate about and, and have an income as well that allows them to create a life that they desire. So thank you so much, Leah, for coming on the show. How are you doing today? Yeah, thank you for having me. I mean, it's always a privilege to be on a podcast and especially with someone like you. Um, so doing really well. Thanks. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. In terms of like your entrepreneurial journey, um, how did this whole motivation for you start to tap into being an entrepreneur and doing actually what you do? Yeah. So this all started around October 2020. That's when I was first exposed to like the online coaching world or entrepreneurship world. And essentially it started with being on YouTube. I landed on this video. It was called 3.30 a.m. morning routine as a UCLA student. And I was like, who is this guy? Insane, right? Who wakes up at 3.30? And so I pressed on it. I was just curious and in the next 10 minutes of that video or however long it was i was just blown away by this man who ended up being my first mentor his name is richard yu i was blown away by just his dedication towards not only completing med school but also starting a business because that's what he was passionate about at the same time interning because he had to learn how business worked right Mm -hmm. so the fact that he was not only finishing his degree and doing his best there and med school probably the hardest or one of the hardest degrees to get not only that but also being so dedicated and consistent to entrepreneurship mm-hmm. it just blew me away especially given our age like he's only one one and a half years older than me so mm-hmm. long story short i invested in myself he became my first mentor and then within eight weeks i was able to overhaul all my bad habits because you know i'm a time mastery coach now but Two and a half years ago, I had terrible habits, like extreme procrastination, sleeping late every night, leaving things to the last minute. There are countless assignments that I would turn in, like literally on the dot, right? If I had until 11.59, I would turn it in 11.59. And it didn't make me feel good at all, right? There was always guilt, shame, stress, anxiety. So I really wanted to change. And then I did. And then, you know, continued those good habits for five, six more months until I really had them solid. And then I thought to myself, well, why don't I become a coach? Like, this is something I would love to help people with. And I invest in myself again to learn how. (laughs) Got like the cheat sheet, right? That's how I see investing myself. It's a faster way. And then I just took massive action and started. Wow, that's beautiful. And you you mentioned that you had in the past some bad habits and things. What is a habit that you have right now that you wish that you had earlier on in your life? 
Oh, 100%. I mean, there are several, but just to break it down to one, I'd say my morning routine. My morning routine now versus two and a half years ago, totally different, like night and day. Before, I'll just share with you, two and a half years ago, it was wake up. And by the way, I had no set wake up time, so it's whenever. So wake up, first thing, get on my phone, start scrolling through Instagram, take my phone into the bathroom, get ready, right? More so just standing there scrolling and doing everything five times slower. And then by the time I would get into work, and I don't even know if it was my most important tasks, most likely not, most likely checking emails, but by the time I actually sat down and started working, maybe 11 p.m., 12 p.m., or no, sorry, 11 a.m., 12 p.m., later, right? Could have been afternoons. So I just had like no morning routine versus now it's wake up at 6.30 sharp, Monday to Friday, and then treat my mornings as a sprint, like have that focused deep work session, right? Where I knock out my most important tasks and that's been monumental. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. Yes. It's actually crazy, you know, in terms of like having like one little change that can lead to a big impact in terms of our business and performance. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I would be curious to know what is it for you having a bad time management and what's the consequence of having that bad time management? Mm, you mean in the past, what was the consequence? Yeah. Like, for example, there are many people I feel they're struggling with having a good time management thing. Like they don't know how to manage their time. So what do you think is like the consequence of having that and like maybe your personal experience with that? Absolutely. The consequence, there are many, but I'll just separate it into two categories. Number one is how you feel about yourself, right? Like that's important, right? How you feel it shows up in everything you do. I don't think I could have gotten to where I am today in business if I if I had super low self-confidence, which I did before. And if I take it back, if I work backwards, the reason for my low self-confidence was because I didn't trust myself. It's like if I told myself I do something, wake up at 7 a.m., I wouldn't do it. Or if I told myself, hey, tomorrow I'm finally going to get that assignment done or that project done, I didn't do it. And therefore, low self-confidence, and that bleeds into everything, right? It will, it's going to bleed into your business, your job, your friendships. And so I think number one is how you feel about yourself, that confidence aspect, congruence. And number two, it's going to be like things that really show up, right? Your relationships, um, your stress levels, your health, your efficiency, <laughs> your business, if you have one. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's nice. I mean, thanks for drawing that out. I think awareness is the first things in ter- in terms of like to make a change happen. Um, mm-hmm. What is like the things that you would suggest someone when it comes to building a new habit? Because many people, you know, now it's New Year soon, so you can imagine the New Year's resolution start, and you see everyone in the gym, 100%. and then by the end of I don't know in March it drops. Mm-hmm. What would you suggest a person when it comes to building a new habit? Absolutely. So in terms of building a habit, there's actually a really good book. I have it right here. It's called The Power of Habit. Oops, it's blurred out. But it's called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. So for anyone who's interested in how habits actually form, like what is a habit? Why do we have them? Oops, book's falling. (laughs) And also, how can we change our habits? Like replace a bad habit with a good one. This book explains it very well. But in short, I mean... How it works is we've got a cue. A cue is like a signal, 
right? So first we have a cue and then we've got the routine, which is like actually performing whatever it is. That's basically the habit. And then lastly, we've got a reward, right? So the cue, like let's say waking up, okay? The cue is hearing your alarm. That's a signal, right? The routine is getting up. Mm-hmm. So getting up is the routine, the habit. And then the reward is feeling great, feeling proud of yourself, and then also getting to work on time, right? So that in short is like how a habit works. And so if you want to change your habits, well, first off, start with one. Don't pile on too many. A big mistake I see people make is with New Year's resolutions or whatever they try to change their habits, it's all at once, right? And then if they mess up one thing, if they wake up late, then the rest of the day is ruined and they don't want to do anything. So don't do that to yourself. Like literally, if you are starting from a pretty bad place with time management or habits, just start with one thing, right? Start with one, build up your confidence that way. Do it for 21, 31 days or 21 to 30 days until you feel solid with that one habit and then add another, mm-hmm. right? So that's one, start small. Um, and then also just think about like all these bad habits you have, what kind of new routine can you replace it with? So mm-hmm. same cue, right? The cue, for example, waking up on time. If you want to start waking up on time, well, the cue is you're going to hear the alarm. Obviously that doesn't change. And then right now, the routine is probably, well, you hear it and then you hit snooze. So just think about how can you change the routine and still get that reward you're seeking, right? That reward of getting enough sleep, waking up energized, et cetera. So all you have to do is keep the cue. You can keep the reward, but change what you do, if that makes sense. Okay. Well, thank you so much for those valuable inputs. I think it's so great as you mentioned those habit stacking and starting with something small. I do see a lot of people, they get really frustrated, you know, by failing one thing, then they kind of crush down everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think when it comes to high performance, what's something that is totally overrated and one thing that is totally underrated in your perspective? Good question. Overrated. Oh my. Okay. I know one overrated. You have to wake up at 5am to be productive. No, you don't. <laughs> In short, right? I know people who wake up at 8am, 9am who are very productive. I also know people who wake up, who do wake up at 5am, 6am who are very productive. So it's not about like what time you wake up per se. Obviously you don't want to wake up too late or sleep too late. So I'd say you definitely don't want to sleep past 12am because once you do that, it's just, you get tired the next day even if you get enough sleep it has something to do with how our body works but anyway i would say when exactly you wake up and sleep that's not the most important it's what you do during the hours that you're awake right what do you actually do and then another thing that i'd say is quite overrated is like busyness right a lot of people think that as long as they're busy the whole day like they're doing something that's productive it's not at all, or there's no correlation, right? Being busy doesn't necessarily mean productive if you're spending the whole day cleaning every piece of dirt from your bathroom. You know what I mean? Like you have to be doing the right tasks to really move the needle forward. That's productivity. Yeah, yeah. and then underrated, planning the day the night before. I think a lot of people, they're like, hey, I know I just have to plan, but then You know, when I tell them, look, just plan your day in advance, not the morning of, right? Don't keep it in your head. 
don't just write down a few things like plan out from the moment you wake up tomorrow morning all the way until you finish all your work plan out everything you're going to do because when you have a plan then you're planning to succeed right uh whereas if you don't have a plan you're basically planning to fail yeah Wow, that, that's a great one, you know, because you always hear from entrepreneurs, he, she wakes up at 4 a.m., 5 a.m., that's it, you need an excellent morning routine, got to do all the meditation and things, and I see so different for everyone, but yeah, it's true, it's about the present, what you do with it, so I think that's such a great way to see that. Um, yeah. You know, what is it like for yourself um, that you do to be really and maintaining your focus on the right things because often we do know what would be good for us but then you know we still end up doing other tasks that are not relevant so mm-hmm. how do you really make sure you execute on the things that truly matters for your business and in your personal life yeah absolutely great question so how to avoid distractions how to really do the most important tasks first right I would say the phone is a big distraction for people. And what I do is I just keep it away from my work desk the whole day, right? It doesn't mean I don't check my phone the whole day. I just keep it in a closet. And the closet is three meters away from my desk because I'm in a really small room right now. So I'm limited in terms of what I can do. But even so, I make sure to put my phone somewhere where I can't see it. I might hear if someone calls me, that happens very seldomly or I can just mute it if that happens right but I make sure to keep my phone out of sight when I'm working and if I need to check then I'll get up out of my chair and actually walk there see if there's anything urgent reply and then come back right phone always stays separate so that physical distancing is huge mm-hmm. um, that's one way to avoid distractions right yeah and also it's setting boundaries like if you're whoever's listening to this, if you're always saying yes to everything, you got to start saying no more. Right? You have to say no. You have to be productive, protective of your time, mm-hmm. um, setting boundaries. And then also. This is a big one. I think people tend to crave distraction when they think they have too much work, when it's like, oh, I don't think I'm going to have any time for Netflix or YouTube or whatever I want to do. And therefore, I'm just going to squeeze it in right now, right? You always have this craving. So what if you just blocked out a time? Like after you finish all your work, you blocked out a solid one, two, three, even four hours of relaxation time every evening, because that's what I do. And because I know I have that time reserved in the evenings, I don't feel the need to watch Netflix or open YouTube middle of the day. Because I'm like, hey, I get to do all that fun stuff once I'm done with my work. Like that time is blocked out, right? So I would say just the separation of the two and having both time to work and trying to get work done as quickly as possible. But knowing that as soon as it's done, you do have time to relax and do whatever you want. That's a huge incentive to stay focused. Right. Wow, that's such a great one. You know, it's like really the reward as well. And I feel yes. like psychologically it calms you so much down during the day to yes. not crave and pull that up. So that's a great yep. one. Thanks for sharing. And um, you know, like in, in your case, what do you think is it where you get the most energy from? And what's the thing that enlightens you? Like could be business, could be personal thing. Like what's the thing that gives you energy? What gives me energy? So Ida injury 
few months back, I couldn't work out for a while. And that really hurt. It hurt my mood a bit, my energy, my confidence, everything. Cause I'm, I'd say I'm pretty sporty. I like to be outside doing sports, but now I've been going back to the gym consistently every other day uh, for about a month, if not more. And it really has made a big difference. So that gives me so much, much energy. I do it every other day. I find that more sustainable, right? Because my muscles time to relax, things like that. And I also get excited. I get more excited because I'm like, okay, I, I worked out today, not tomorrow, but the day after. And so I literally have this excitement building up going yeah. into it. And something I do, which I would recommend for everyone during a workout is always do an extra rep, right? If you're doing something that has reps, do an extra rep, right? If you know that the workout is 10 reps, do 11. Just do 11 because it does something to you psychologically where you don't just finish things, but you always try to over deliver, right? You always try to take that extra step, right? Shows up in your business with your clients, shows up in just your confidence. I feel like for me, the biggest thing is confidence because I'm like, I'm that kind of person who goes the extra mile, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one thing. And then something that enlightens me. Ooh, it's a good one. Books, mentors, podcasts. Um, podcasts, I listen to the M- Mindset Mentor by Rob Dial, Katie Richardson, Josh Forty. These are some of my favorite mentors, entrepreneurs. And it just helps me normalize. One thing it does is normalize my struggles, things that I struggle with in business, personal life, whatever. And also it humbles me, right? Like when I see people... <laughs> whether it's making more income impact probably more of both (laughs) and others when I see them just ahead of me it makes me hungry to want to go further yeah Mm -hmm. that's awesome well thank you for so much for sharing those tips I think they're great and also like what would you say is one of the recent beliefs that you had that you changed that have now a major impact in your life Ooh, that's a good one um, I used to trade my time for money. Like I used to have, I'd say a bit of a scarcity mindset when it came to money. And that's something I've changed recently. Like I just, you know, going into my calls, I have no intention to quote unquote, sell people into my program or, you know, sell people to work with me, whatever it is. It's more so I do everything from the perspective of how can I help this person make the best decision for them? right? Best decision for them, emphasis on them. And if that means, if I truly believe I can help them, then yes, I might push them a bit, but again, with their best interests at heart, right? So that's made a massive difference. And then in terms of no more trading my time for money, um, something I'm going to do quite soon is I'm going to cut out everything that I'm doing right now to make income that doesn't have to do with my vision. My vision is coaching right? So for example, I'm still teaching one English student. I'm going to cut that out. Even though it's really good income, I'm going to cut it out so I can focus. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. And, you know, I think focus plays a big role when it comes to high performance, obviously. And many entrepreneurs try to juggle different projects, different things, too many things at the same time. So, you know, someone who is truly multi-passionate and is kind of all over the place, 
what would you tell them like how to get a better focus to narrow it down how to get better focus mm -hmm. yeah so i think having many hobbies and talents that's great right and hobbies like hobbies though they're probably or at least not all of them are what generate income right so whatever it is that you both love but you can turn into an income stream like focus on that solely or maximum have like two focus points when it comes to an activity that generates income and then your other hobbies or passions you can do that in your spare time right that's like a relaxation activity that's something you can just enjoy on the side but focus on whatever it is that you want to actually build up as an income stream yeah that's amazing and with everything that you mentioned obviously like from this year what would you say has been the biggest highlight for you of 2022 <laughs> you're asking me good questions biggest highlight of 2022 oh man okay i'll try to keep it relevant to like entrepreneurship i would say okay. i mean you can also share personal things by the way yeah anything oh, okay well, I mean, I moved to New York this year, so that's been a huge highlight. I've always wanted to study in the U.S., and I'm also at Columbia. So, like, combining living in New York, which I think is kind of the central city of the world, <laughs> the financial hub of the world, where there's just so much going on, so many opportunities, so many ambitious people, that's been a highlight. Um, also seeing what it's like to attend one of the best universities, albeit being a bit disappointed because I had really high expectations, but now knowing for myself, like knowing what it's like, what an Ivy League school is like and being able to decide for myself whether it's worth it or not, instead mm -hmm. of just listening to society or the news or whatever. And then I'll share one more. On the business side, I would say something I've been working on a lot is authority and confidence. Mm -hmm. I think in the past, I used to be more of a, just a passive coach, as in I wouldn't push my clients enough. And I now realize that like, yes, I would hold them accountable, but when they didn't do the things they said they would do, there was no, like, I wasn't hard enough on them. Right. And I just used to have this tendency of being nice, but I realized that Really the best coaches in every area, sports, business, habits, anything. Like they're the coaches who push their clients, right? Who push people because we all need that. So that's also been a massive highlight. <laughs> awesome. Well, congrats to that. I'm really excited for you as my background, New York. So where you are right now. So that's yeah. amazing. And I think, you know, there are so many different areas we can dive deeper into that. But I do have like one last question to wrap this podcast up. Um, is there a specific motto or a quote that you live by that really inspires you? There are two. Can I share two? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Because these two things, I think, like, played a huge part in where I am today. And it also helped me take a lot of those big, or I'm not going to say take big risks, but it helped me make a lot of those big, uncomfortable decisions, like investing myself the first time, et cetera. So the first one ties to habits and your standards. And that is how you do one thing is how you do everything. Right? You've probably heard it before. How I understand that is, like... You look at any highly su successful person, right? They most likely treat 
every area of their life with excellence. It's not just one thing. It's not like their home is an absolute mess, right? It's like a garbage dump, but they're really good at business. It doesn't work that way, right? Their house is probably extremely clean, tidy, and they do well in business. So it's just like your attitude towards one thing, cleaning your home will spill into your business, everything else. That's one. And then the second one is dream bigger dreams and take bigger risks. This is something that Ben Francis, the owner of Jim Gymshark, like that billion dollar sports brand, he told my first mentor because they met in person. Um, and it was also part of the reason why Ben Francis decided to drop out of college. If you guys didn't know his story, he basically dropped out of college to start Gymshark and look at how big it is now. Right. And the story behind that is like, especially when you're young, take the risk. Right. Don't wait until you have a family, you have bills, you have all these stresses to start like taking a big step. Do it now. Like do it in your early 20s. There's no better time. Mm -hmm. Yes. Wow. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing this wisdom. I think a lot of listeners can definitely take away from that and most importantly, like implement that. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much, Leah, for all, you know, sharing your journey was really inspirational and um where can the audience best connect with you sure um you guys can find me on instagram facebook and just start youtube so instagram and facebook are best just type in my name should be the first thing that comes up so first name last name and yeah feel free to ask me any questions send me a dm i don't bite Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to link all the socials below for all the audience. Give Leah a big follow. Um, also connect with her. Um, as mentioned, she doesn't bite. I think sometimes people are really shy <laughs> to reach out. So I always encourage yeah. them um, yeah. connect, especially, you know, I think building a support system, having people who just, you know, that can lead to life changing conversations and habits and other steps or realizations um, is super impactful. So thank you so much for coming and see you thank next time. Okay, beautiful souls, thank you so much for taking time out of your day life to untangle wisdom and abundance on all levels. If you feel connection to this audio experience, share it with your friends, follow us on Instagram, Your Universal Way, and my personal Instagram, Ossinjun, O-C-C-I-N-J-U-N. And always remember, there is no right or wrong way, just your universal way. See you next time.